There are certain rules how the world works, and there are ways how we have been doing things all our life. We take a dive into the alternate perspective. Hello everyone, welcome to Spill the Tea podcast, where we challenge the conventional by sharing a cup of tea with our guests. It's Keisha this time taking over our virtual studio here. Joining me today, we have Spill the Tea co-hosts, uh, Shoops and Vivi. Finally, it's been a while since we did a podcast together. How are you guys? Hey, Keisha. I'm doing good. How are you? How's Shoop? Hey, guys. Yeah, it's it's really good after so many, I don't know, weeks that uh, we didn't do a podcast together, all three of us. It's really nice to be together again and, and talk about something really cool. Um, yeah. So to our listeners, we're going to talk about something that Keisha would declare very soon. Okay, Shoops, don't get too emotional there. Chill, it's still early. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just oh. seeing you guys after ages. I mean, it's been so long, right? Because yeah. um, so the, the, the listeners who are not in Malaysia, we're having a strict lockdown and can't meet anyone. Maybe you're in India, of course. It's even even worse, the, the situation even I know, crazy, because my yeah. family is there. Yeah, it's a crazy time that we're living through. So whenever um, we get to you know, make some human interactions, beat for a podcast and and you can cascade a perspective to the larger audience, it's always nice. So exactly. glad to be here and looking forward to a great time now here. Okay, well, I mean, we've heard from Shuba there a bit about, you know, the lockdown that's being implemented. But moving on, maybe if you guys can share if you have any highlights for you this week, like something exciting coming up or probably what you've been through this week. I mean, for me last week, I think I suffered together with Shubs when we tried to register for the vaccine. It was like buying concert tickets, you know, to relieve those memories of like, you know, click faster, faster, we have to get a slot. Oh my god. So yeah, guys, any highlights this week or maybe upcoming week that maybe you want to share so we can have like, you know, some good news a little bit. Only problem is I don't have a good news that I could share. <laughs> but yeah, about the vaccine, yes, I was on, on time. I even saw the slots. I even like submitted, I clicked the button. I did everything right. Even those uh, capture, you know, I'm not a robot. I proved myself. <laughs> very well that i'm not a robot what had happened it did happen nothing i mean i couldn't see anything it didn't show me any congratulations page or anything so and then i kept trying again after a few minutes um and afterwards i couldn't even see the slots but that was okay <laughs> i heard a lot lot of the people like who have tried they didn't get the slot i was still okay that day i think the next day i think where people started telling me that hey they got a slot they yeah. didn't see the slot but they got a slot i'm like how <laughs> then and I'm checking, like, I'm checking that my Sajatra app, the app that we have in Malaysia to see our vaccination um, stuff. I checked it, checked it probably 100 times that day and no results. Okay, so, same yeah. luck as me. Okay, I don't feel so bad as well. Then. <laughs> How about you, baby? Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking about the week and since you guide, uh, guys mentioned about vaccination uh, slots, I mean, that's like finding a small rice grain from a pile of kilo of uh, rice, uh, I would say. So that's not very easy uh, here in India. Uh, definitely things are ramping up and uh, surely going forward, we might get a vaccination uh, slot very soon. Hope for the best. Now, the, this week has all about, you know, us. I mean, I'm, I'm in the eastern part of the country. So it was all about, you know, preparing for the uh, cyclone. <laughs> so one side, it's it's COVID. The other side, it's cyclone. So yeah, crazy time here. But we are, we are being optimistic. We are trying to be as positive as possible uh, mentally. I mean, staying, staying negative on paper and positive on, 
you know, you know, mentally. Yes. So yeah, so that has been my week so far. Oh, How about cool. you, Kesha? Yeah, just just same as Shuba. Try to get a vaccine, and then yeah. they announced like a full lockdown this week. So I'm disappointed, but not surprised. I mean, given to the situation that we're currently in now, I think it's for the best. But I really hope that it will make a difference this time. Uh, so thanks so much for sharing about your highlight this week in general as well. So you know, like what we said, now that most of us are staying indoors, most of us are getting creative in terms of maybe cooking or writing a song. And one of them uh, is a rising star. Uh, maybe you've heard before, a pop star, Olivia Rodrigo. She released a new album this week. And I can see that many people are calling her the new Taylor Swift and all that. Maybe because of how relatable her music is, right? It's an incredible album, I must say. And one of her songs today actually is kind of relevant to today's topic. So there's this song called Brutal. And the lyric is, I'm so caught up in the news of who likes me and who hates you. That brings to our topic today, people pleaser confessions. Before I begin, I want to ask you guys this question. Are you guys a people pleaser or not? Or... Are you a recovering people pleaser? For me, obviously, I mean, we shouldn't be people pleaser. We should not be a yes man all the time. There should be a time when we say yes. Oh, sorry, we say no, not yes, not not say yes all the time. So yeah, if you want to know what I think, yeah. So uh, no one should be a people pleaser, but at the same time, we can change the answer from no to another answer, which is more, I would say, um, like it would sound more of an offering rather than saying no. Like when we say no, it means that somebody is offering me something. So if you say no to that offer, you don't have to say no all the time. You can say something right. that is another offer to that guy. Like, okay, you, do, you want this? Uh, no, nah, but what about that? You know, like that. So, mm. so that's that's my my take on it. What about your speaker? <laughs> so first of all, thank you for uh, choosing this topic, Keisha. And when you came, approached us, and I knew about this topic, I, I heard about this topic. The first thing came in my mind is how conventional or unconventional it is. Like, yeah, it is conventional to be a yes person, to be a people uh, pleaser while you know on the contradictory uh, it's very unconventional uh, to say no because that's how we have grown up with now talking about myself whether I am a people pleaser or not yes I am and I'll, I'll fully agree to it now is it because of my upbringing is it because of my prof uh, you know professional life I am a sales coach and people do come to me every time and not 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 just in once or two so I can't, you know, decline. I can't say no many a times. I have to say yes, though I am, I don't have, I don't see a purpose to my yes, you know, to that work I'm uh, doing or which is thrown at me. So to answer your question, yes, I am a people pleaser, uh, as I said, because of uh, my upbringing and uh, my professional life. However, I totally agree with Shobhs. He made a very great point that, uh, Many a times you don't have to say no, but rather uh, give alternatives so that the other person doesn't feel bad. So that's my take. Okay, great. Uh, great to hear uh, your experience and some alternatives that you guys provided as well from here. I'll give an overview uh, about what my experience is as being a people pleaser and hopefully my journey to recover from 
100% being a people pleaser in general, right? So since young, I always thought that kindness and warmth were values shared by everyone, which would always lead me as an individual to being loved and accepted by others. That's what I always think. I mean, it was even a quote in Cinderella, which is like, you know, like it's something that a guide for young children, right? So there was this quote in Cinderella, which says that for where there is kindness, there is goodness. My interpretation was that I would put uh, everyone's needs and wants first and by pleasing them, it would make me feel like I was good enough and of course uh, validated. And as I grew up, like what you mentioned, I realized that this people pleasing mindset was making me feel drained and disrespected. So put it this way, I would swim across the ocean from so- for someone, yet they would not even cross the puddle for me. <laughs> okay, that's a bad imagery, but you get what I mean by saying that. So I hated that I was not able to say no, to set boundaries or even care for myself. I didn't know how to think about my own needs and wants because I was used to pleading, pleasing others and didn't even know what it means, you know, to take care of myself. So do you have any uh, these kinds of thoughts as you're growing up, Shubs and Bibi, that has affected you into how you, you become a people pleaser or not a people pleaser or how you handle this kind of situation today? Yeah, I mean, see, as I, as I mentioned that uh, speaking from personal experience, so I, I won't call it an Asian thing or an Indian thing because that will be very wrong. Though, you know, at work, we, we, we do find out that, you know, sometimes when we meet our friends uh, professionally from Europe, from probably Northern Europe, and, you know, when they have to decline something, they just say no, which many a times we Asians, we feel, oh my God, uh, that's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just giving an example. Now, to your point, and you know, connecting it to what I said earlier, that it, it happens to our, you know, from our childhood. I was listening to a TED talk by Dr. Karen Aviv. Uh, you know, she's a psychologist, and she spoke about that how we learn being a people pleaser from childhood because. We always look into the external, just as you uh, mentioned, Keisha, we always look uh, at the external uh, rather than looking at internal. And she, she spoke about three A's that we look outside, which is affirmation, approval and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we, we say yes to many things without even thinking about it, without even having a purpose. Uh, right. because that's very important the word purpose uh, and, and we just do this just just think of it whether in professional life or in personal life probably you know personally if a friend is asking you out and you know going for a drink but you don't want to you just want a me time but you still go because you don't want to decline his or her offer and and we do that we do that very naturally and how many times we have uh, done this so Yes, uh, I would say when I when I listened to this talk, I said, wow, this is so relevant. You know, we look for whether we we will be accepted or not. If we if we don't say yes, we, we might not get accepted. Sometimes we look for approval and affirmation, as Dr. Karen beautifully explained in that TED talk. I mean, I agree with the three areas that you have highlighted there. And we're going to explore more about that later and how it became one of the factors on how an individual become a people pleaser. So Shubhs, how about you? Do you have these kind of thoughts uh, as you were growing up? Yeah, what you said in the beginning, I kind of agree to the fact like when we grow up, yeah, that, that, that kind of notion was there that I should be nice and be warm to the people. So 
when someone is that's offering something or someone is asking for something, I found it very difficult to say no. And especially when I was in, like, I think if you take the corporate side out of, of the scenario, it becomes much easier to, to, to kind of understand this topic. But if you add corporate, uh, the, the world that we have, like, and, and saying no to the boss, that's, <laughs> that's not easy, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I managed to kind of learn whatever three, four year, years of experience that I have now in the corporate world that we can't be saying yes all the time, but as a manager or your boss or anyone, yeah, he or she has to know why if it's not yes. So you have to back your no, your negative answer with not negative, I would say, but not affirmative, right? So that answer with facts, with, with, with solid facts. So that's something that I think we should also do. If we can't just say, no, that I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that is the wrong word to say. you rather say, I don't do that, or I won't be able to do that. And this is why. So that, that's what, um, that would clear a lot of our attention if the boss is on top of you. So that's what I think. But in general, like if you talk about our life, you know, I'm just, uh, since we're talking about it. So just this morning, I went to went to the nearest grocery, Isatan, and I was buying other, some random stuff. And then I found this, uh, you know, the baklava. I, I kind of like, I, I don't like sweets, but baklava is... Uh, the ones with pistachios and stuff it, it goes really well with coffee so I, I i take my coffee really bitter and really um strong so with the bitter and a bit of sweet goes really well so yeah so i bought like 300 grams of baklava but before i was before i i bought the baklava i was just looking at all the options and the, this guy came in and he said oh how can i help how can i help so that's like he's offering right mm-hmm. and so if you, if you look at from the life perspective should i just say no like, hey, I'm just <laughs> doing my stuff. You just do your stuff. But he's doing his job. I mean, he's he's supposed to assist me. Right. But I, I could have just said, no, thank you, you know, and, and just passed on or no, thank you, but still kept on you know, looking at the baklavas. And imagine how bad he would have felt. Like, okay, he said no to me, but he's still looking at the baklava. So I went to that guy, the customer, asking him if he wants some baklavas. He said no to me on my face but he's still looking at the baklavas. So probably he might end up buying. So that would be really rude, I think. So what I had said, since we're talking about this topic, it just came in my mind, you know, directly. And so he, I told him that, how about I take some time, I look at all the options, and then I ask you the one that I want to buy. He had a smile on his face. He said, yeah, thank you, sir. I'm like, oh, okay, good. So yeah, I mean, there are many ways that we can, we just don't have to say no as an answer. I mean, I'm not saying that be a people pleaser of course nobody should be a people pleaser because that mm-hmm. kind of goes out that, that sends a different message about yourself that you lack self-esteem if you don't have Correct. self-esteem you can't you can't make an, any impact on others right mm-hmm. so uh but at the same time we can be the, the notion that you came from like when we grow up as a child that we should be kind to people and then show warmth right, right. So that is def- that should definitely be there even when you're saying no, that's that's my take. And we can always, as I said, what BB was uh, suggesting earlier, uh, as an alternative, you know, you say no, but you don't have to say no. I mean, you, you rather offer something. If, if there's a salesman knocking on your door, um, you don't want that product or you want to even talk. But instead of just saying no, thanks, just go. You, if you say, how about I take your number? Uh, if you have a pamphlet, if you have any product uh, mm-hmm. page, I look at it and I, I give you a call back. That's a good way to say, 
I respect your job. I respect what you do. You're going every house. I think showing empathy as, as, as well as the emotional portion of our mind should also be there. It can't be just saying no to, to um, yeah, no as an answer. I think it's very, very harsh. So yeah, so we can just tweak it, decline it. Not decline, I would say, give another offering Option. instead of saying no. He's offering something, you offer back something. So yeah, that's what I that's what I think about it. I like Shub's point where he said, I mean, decline requests without saying no. I really uh, like that point. Right. Thank you so much for Thanks sharing this. We will talk more about this uh, th- this factor later. So what? Why was I interested in this topic? Is because at the end of December two thousand nineteen, I think you guys know about this. I found um, something called Women's Circle. <laughs> I know you guys always make fun of me for this. So I think this was one of the triggers of my self healing journey. Or and I attended this session conducted by a local life coach called Amanda. And the topic discussed was setting boundaries. So I really learned a lot from this session and I'm now aware of why I have the tendency, you know, to crush my mental and emotional well-being unconsciously just for the sake of uh, another person's feelings. And that is why my, my 2020 resolution was to say no more, but I'm still learning every day and how to care for myself more. So now throughout this journey, I've identified some of the reasons why someone can be a people pleaser. These factors are probably intertwined with your personality and culture. So it would be interesting to get both of your points as well regarding this. The first point that I've identified is why we become a people pleaser is we like peace and avoid conflicts. You know, I think this is applicable to me the most. Uh, It feels easier just to go along with what others say you may find yourself avoiding confrontations with others so you can make them happy or you agree with what they say even if you feel otherwise right like what bb mentioned just now about you know getting beers after work and all that while conflict has a negative tone behind it it is actually part of communication and help us grow which i have learned throughout the years so if you can get through a conflict with another person or elsewhere, then it will definitely make you stronger. But if you avoid conflict by appeasing everyone, then you will most likely build up a lot of resentment eventually. And like I mentioned, I think this one applies to me the most because of my personality as a ESFP. That's a short for extroverted, observant, feeling, and prospecting. So I think I've seen that in, in those... Um, 16 personalities, should... right? Yeah, on those dating platforms, I am this, I'm that. I'm like, when I see that, I'm like, what is it? I have to like Google and then I have to say, oh, okay, this is what it is. Okay, oh yeah, sorry, God. go on, Kishan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get it. It's like, it's like a scientific version of Zodiac, you know? Like, oh, okay, I know, I know more about you because of this trait, right? So from, from what I've read about uh, ESFP is we like to in, uh, entertain people so much that we ignore and avoid conflict entirely. And I tend to say and do what's needed to get out of situations, then move on to something more fun. So this is why I'm also in the middleman in most group conflict, which is actually emotionally draining. And, you know, you have to be the middleman and you have to make sure that this person ha- doesn't have beef with this person. So it gets... Uh, weird when I organize an event like for example my birthday party and then you know because I'm the middleman so I have to invite them both 
So it's actually something that uh, I'm still trying to understand and trying to improve. So I wanted to ask you guys, do you agree with this? Uh, does your personality trait encourage you to avoid conflict or confront it? What do you think, guys? Yeah, always for me. I will uh, definitely try to avoid conflict wherever I can. Apart from conflict, if I dive into it, I also see that if I say no, I may miss out on an opportunity in the future. So that's how right. I see it. Now, when you when you brought this topic up, that's when I was revealing that, okay, that the fear of missing opportunity is also there. Yeah, I think deep down, all of us have that, but it, it's just like a different amount of how much do you want to avoid conflict? I think so, yes. If... If we just, if I just keep on saying yes to everything, and if I become a yes man, I'll be the the guy who'd be having no self esteem, and and that way I won't have any vision, I won't have any impact on others as well as on myself. So yeah, I would definitely think um, um, I'm, I'm, I won't be able to kind of have any sort of progress with my life if I do that. But having said that. As I said earlier, um, uh, on the first point that we should not be too judgmental on the people who are, let's say, saying yes to everything. There's a nice movie if you had seen Jim Carrey. He, he has a movie called Yes Man. Yes Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he meets someone and he, uh, yeah, he was very sad. He was not having any happiness in his life. And then I think the, the quote was to say yes to everything. So he started saying yes, yes, yes. And then he started having a lot of fun. And then again, he became hollow in inside because he was saying yes to everything. He was making everyone happy. And then he realized that he's the one who's not happy. Right. And, and there's a particular climax and there's an ending that could give a lot of people a lot of lesson about the certain topic as well so maybe if some of the listeners haven't seen this movie um jim carrey is always fun right so um but yeah well, coming to the question again uh keisha i definitely think that we should not be people pleaser all the time and not all the time you shouldn't be people pleaser anyway but uh, we should have empathy when we say no to someone all right. And yes, uh, Yes Man is a really good movie, uh, specifically about, you know, being a people pleaser and how it affects you. So in in that movie as well, like what Shuba has mentioned, he has, you know, that need to be liked. And I think that also we can relate a bit because the next point is interesting because maybe it's associated with what we have in our social media today. I think the second factor that leads us to being a people pleaser is the desire to be liked and validated. I know maybe this is uh, Bibi's favorite topic because he always has conflicting feelings about social media in general. So, you know, being on Instagram or Facebook, you may find yourself needing others to validate if you are a good person or not, or whether you can be categorized as cool or not. And maybe you go up, you know, the extra miles. And I've seen like some of those TikToks, like random act of kindness and all that. So you help the needy, which is very nice thing to do. But then you feel the urge to post about it on Facebook so others can validate that you are actually a good person. Or you post a photo of you in a new outfit uh, and you find out that your followers or your friends said that it's, it doesn't look good. So then, uh, you know, you feel insecure. So examples like this show that you are easily influenced by what others think of you and not how you actually feel about yourself, right? 
I think for me, this has improved dramatically, but it was so bad when I was young. There was an era where all the high school kids were using Blackberry, <laughs> which is now like gone. <laughs> and boy, I thought having these gadgets will help me to feel validated and cool, right? So you can see the factor is closely associated with the fear of missing out in general. And it's, it's so sad because it's just like materialistic things like phone or like a device. And I think society creates this invisible box where they can just simply label others. And we are desperate to want to be validated to fit in that particular box. So Bibi and Shubes, do you think that the desire to be liked and validated has affected you in a way to become a pleaser or maybe the opposite? Maybe Bibi, you can start this time since I know social media yeah. is your thing. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, this word validation I, I totally agree with you and I also I would I would like to uh, tell that you know I'm, I look for validations many a times and that again comes very naturally now nothing about socialists yes uh, talking about that box which you just mentioned that naturally talking about myself and I think most of us uh, in my view feel that way that we uh, we would always like to be liked by others, human beings, natural tendency. It's very unconventional to find someone who don't care what others think, but majority, that's what I I feel, including me, that uh, we will always, I will always look for validations. However, as you said, Keisha, is it a right thing or a wrong thing? I don't know about the right and wrong aspects of it, but certainly it, it drains out. A person's mind like you know looking for validation or being a yes person or you know trying to be nice all the time trying to be that you know loving panda all the time it, it kind of drains uh, yourself I, i'll give you an example i mean i expressed my view long time back on some topic which i'm not going to talk about right now and then there were about 70 odd comments on on that topic and what i felt is i could have stopped i could have stopped and taken a back but i still expressed my views again and again and with, with the other person publicly which we could have sorted in in person you know between him and I I mean but we still did that because I had that urge that I have to be right and I have to be liked by him and the others who have uh, seen that that post of mine and that's what validation is about and I had no you know wrong tension neither I wanted that guy to misconstrue my you know intention. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was looking for validation and now I feel that it's not required. I mean, whenever uh, there's an opportunity and as I said, if I don't have a purpose to that work or to that thing which is thrown at me, I can always step back. I can say no. And just as what Shuba mentioned, decline what's coming, you know, respectfully without having to say no. So that's my perspective, Yisha. All right. How about you, Shubs? What do you think about this factor, the desire to be liked or validated? To be honest, I do feel it's complicated. Yeah, that's right. like a human tendency to be liked. No mm-hmm. one likes to be in the position where they are hated. But um, <clears throat> there's a difference between being hated or being criticized, right? So I think I, as a person, I, I, I accept all sorts of criticism. I think criticism is what make people grow if if you don't see criticism about yourself or if you're running a company if nobody's criticizing you if you're a player if you're a footballer nobody's criticizing you it means that you're not you're not going anywhere you're just stuck and you're going to go down very soon so so yeah coming to the point that 
people being like to some extent yes that does matter but yeah we, we all like to be in a position where people say you know that you're that they admire you know that whatever you have done but at the same time um, i think if they're criticizing you that we have to accept and we we should not be thinking that everybody's gonna like you there should be a time where um, you should set your own boundaries you're a human being you have your own vision you have your own life yeah, you have your own sets of goals, right? And you have those boundaries set for yourself. And you should have contradiction with others. You have different views coming from other people which might contradict to your views. And that's what makes a society stronger, right? So yeah, I mean, the human tendency is definitely to be liked. But I think it's also very important to accept, not only get, but also accept the criticism. And yeah, come with a fresh perspective. If they're wrong, they might be wrong and they might be right. Yeah, totally agree with you, Shubs. And you mentioned something about beliefs as well there. So I think that's why it's really important for everyone to have uh, sets of beliefs or views so that you you will not compromise it, you know, in order to please other people. So I think that's like one of the uh, factors that is important. And because now a lot of there are a lot of social medias, you know, not only one, there are several and all of them have this feature, which is like being liked. So being validated, you know, has become a need and which is um, very scary, especially for young people, because, you know, it affects the way they think later growing up. This brings up uh, to the next uh, factor that I identified, which is the investment to be reciprocated, which means that, you know, the feeling to get what you give in return. Uh, This might sound harsh, but most people are doing this without realizing it. So to summarize, you want others to be nice as you and they want it in the same amount. It is possible to that you go above and beyond for others so that you will receive the same card and attention in return. But what often happens is that not everyone is uh, you know, capable of giving as much time, attention, or, or compassion. So just like what I mentioned previously about swimming across the ocean for someone, yet they are not willing to do the same for you. So this is where it applies, right? You may feel that no one truly cares uh, about you as much as you do to them. So this is not necessarily the case. It is possible that these other people in your life have some sort of form of self-care in which they are taking time, energy, or money to take care of themselves first. Uh, I mean, come on, just uh, simple things like helping your teacher out so that she will be lenient with you next time or being overly nice to a waiter or hotel staff so that they will give you more discount. And for example, like bake a cake for your crush. And so these are the extra months that I know uh, many people do uh, to get something in return, you know, and we do it without even realizing it. And so what do you think, guys? Uh, Also, do you think it depends on the, you know, the other's mood also? Like what if they are not in the right mood to return the nice gesture. What do you think? I mean, okay, so, and talking about others because we live in a social environment. However, if we think about how to not be a people pleaser, because the whole idea of uh, this podcast was that, you know, being a people pleaser affects us and others who are people pleasers a, a lot. So I would rather rather flip that and say how not to be a people pleaser. And to that point, uh, you know, connecting with what you just said, when looking into others, that's the mistake which we do. That's the mistake which we do by looking into the external, you know, just as I mentioned earlier. So rather we have to look into the internal, like, you know, in ourselves, we have to examine the request 
or we have to listen very carefully we have to uh, you know consider the consequences of we saying no now just now that's that's internal just think you know when we are doing with the other per- person when others say no to us we also have to think from their angle and we have to appreciate that just as uh, shoes mentioned that it's not about it's not about criticism it's just about respecting and there has been many times when i came to you kisha and i came to shoes with a request or maybe with a appealing offer that i feel and you guys have declined it respectfully and i really felt good about it because you know usually like we are podcast buddies we are also best friends outside this podcast i mean best friends as in i mean we we, 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 we scratch our backs i would say that's a, that's oh, a right what <laughs> so i but but i really appreciate you guys saying no to something which gives me a time uh, to really think about it to examine my request Uh, since you have declined this that's what i feel about this point kisha right right yeah because uh, like what i mentioned earlier we become a people pleaser because you want something in return but then if you are able to accept that criticism or to accept that answer as a no then you are able to learn from it like what you've mentioned earlier so yeah. when i was doing a research on this and like asked my friends about it what researcher has found that it is sometimes uh, people are eager to please others because they like self love uh, they have the desire to be loved and like they thought that by pleasing others other people would give them love and you know fill that particular void inside of them Uh, and you know it's it's kind of sad it's because interesting actually yeah. yeah like like i mean i never think of it that way but then when uh, my friend told me that i said oh yeah maybe maybe because we've been caring we've been pleasing people too much we forgot like how we felt like what you mentioned shoops in that movie yes man right yeah that's if you look back in i don't know i've been reading a few books lately and the way we behave the way we um the kind of let's say habits that we have has a lot to do with our ancient people that the where we come from generally like if you do something for someone it's back of your mind that you might get something back which is uh, i wouldn't say it's very complicated to say if it's the right thing or, or it's the wrong thing but if the intent is just to make that person that's happy or you wouldn't actually ask for something in return right so that's another principle that one can have in their life it's something that i think so many personalities that we had in in our world who that's did stuff for society who did things for people without thinking that they would get anything back from from them right so there there are so many examples like that they just did it for the sake of doing it um but yeah i mean we're living in a world where yeah uh, we we look about profit we look about benefits you know uh, if i said no i said no to the boss and now the boss would probably give me more work or if i had said yes probably boss would have liked me more he would have given me more promotions and so on so there were i mean it's 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 interesting to you know talk about when you go in depth but generally speaking i think when you do someone a favor or anything that that anything to 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 someone we should not ask for uh we shouldn't even think that we would get something in return but yes people uh some people not some people a lot of us are like that 
Right, thanks uh, for sharing about uh, that particular factor as well. And now that we've discussed uh, the factors of being a people pleaser, let's talk about why it sucks and why it's unhealthy and basically how it can affect you. So, you know, the first thing that I find and I feel like people pleasing is actually very unkind. And like what you mentioned, it's not sincere because instead of being honest, it's about our own needs and desire. We lie and we say, sure, I help out. But when what we want to say is, uh, no, I don't want to do that. So the second one is, I think people pleasing, you know, eventually if you didn't set boundaries at the beginning and you become more reluctant to do it at the end, it kills friendship because, you know, no friendship can last when you are a people pleaser because after a while, you just end up, you know, sitting with resentment. You will have this particular... Absolutely. You will have this mindset. a very good point that you made right now. The, the phrase that you said is very, very strong, I think. So, you know, maybe you have this thought that, oh, I did all of this for them and they are still asking me for favors. Again, you go back to that reciprocate uh, mindset, which is not healthy. And the last thing is, I think givers must set limits because takers never do, you know? And <laughs> being yeah. a people pleaser usually starts out with a very few limits and you can give and give and give because at first you want to, it's fun. You feel proud and happy to be needed, but takers, they just don't stop. And you, and for them, it's become part of the routine and becomes you become someone dependable to them right so you kept you keep thinking like when is it my turn and the answer is never it will never be your turn and by that time you'll just too in deep so i've come up with some of uh, solutions or how it can help you maybe so how to improve and please add on if you have any you know details or suggestions as well i read a quote uh, once and it's similar to that ocean imagery thing don't think about what people will think. You can lay down on a puddle of water for them to walk on you. Even then, they will complain that it's not flat enough. So <laughs> <laughs> I think this goes back to my ocean imagery again. It really made me mm. not think less about what other people think. Maybe a little bit, 40% a bit. So actually, there is no solution to being a people pleaser, but there are ways you can improve and start focusing on self-care, right? So the yeah. first one that is what Shuk's mentioned at the beginning, uh, setting boundaries. This must be done immediately because if you wait too long, then you know you will build up their expectations and then they become reliable to you. So for example, just, just like a story, a simple story of what my friend has gone through. Let's call him Connor, right? So mm -hmm. Connor has been cleaning and carrying his the family dog in his house for years. Mm -hmm. And his siblings who lives in the same house never offered to help. So one day Connor got a call from his mom that the dog is sick and needs to be taken to the vet immediately. And at that time he was in a bad mood. And so he ranted about how he always take care instead of his siblings and his mom becomes upset and Connor feels bad for, you know, shouting at his mom, obviously. So he continues to care and treat the dog. But if he sets boundaries since the beginning, Connor can say something like, I'm going to need some help with the dog because most of my classes are in the afternoon or any chance we can take turns, I'll call mom and tell her we are going to retake and discuss uh, with his siblings like that. So establishing a boundary early allows a person to handle the discussion calmly. You just need to find rules, values, and of course, boundaries for yourself and then stick to them. So how about you guys? What do you think, like setting boundaries and believing in your values? Do you think it will help? It's the foremost thing, Keisha, I think, to set boundaries and to have 
yeah, any sort of, it could be friendship, it could anything, you know, it could be relationship with your boss, it could be relationship with your colleagues, with any anyone, there should be a boundaries that we, sh- we should all have it set and we should follow that boundary. And, and then it, it goes not only from my side to the other, also from the other side to myself. It has to be um, from both the sides. So that's where, if I could say the word respect comes in when, when both the parties could see the boundaries. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, very important. Yeah, I totally agree with it. What Shubh just said and Kisha, you mentioned about setting a boundary. I totally agree. But however, you know, if, if we have to give a solution, since we are talking about solution, this is what from personal experience I have come up with and I am practicing that a lot in my personal life as well as in my professional life uh, because i i believe that both these lives are one life and it's me living <laughs> these these two lives i have uh, set up a set of phrases i would say or some sentences which i immediately uh, you know tell the other person which is the first thing will be let us agree to disagree you know that's the first thing which i would uh, always say if i'm not agreeing to something that's the first thing the second thing will be to seek time you know i would always ask oh that's great uh, thank you for considering me but let me think about it and come back to you so that's the second thing which i would always say that gives me time to think about that request uh, which came to me and i would say the last thing if an offer is being is, is made to me and i don't want to like for example going out for beer with my buddies as as i mentioned earlier i would always say thank you for the offer However, my schedule is full or I'm doing something, you know, giving a because or giving giving a validation why I cannot. So these are three things which I, I practice and it has really worked for me. Of all that we have discussed, I, I think, Kesha, you made a very great point of being honest. And I think that's something which we have to consider, being honest to ourselves, because the moment we will be, uh, be honest to ourselves, we are honest to the other person. Right, right. And going back to your point about giving validation or saying uh, no, that, that brings up to the next resolution that I would like to share, which is being more assertive in saying no. This is actually definitely easier said than done. For me, it's harder to do because when, especially when someone is older and asks me to do it, I think it's very hard for me. I think it's intertwined with my culture as well. So, but I find it difficult also in general because, you know, I'm always up for something spontaneous and maybe Shuba doesn't disagree with me and, but probably that's the inner Sagittarius in me. <laughs> um, so what I do is I convince myself, you know, to prioritize our personal needs. And this may feel counterintuitive to someone empathic who is maybe sensitive or hyper aware of the feelings of others, but it hel- helps maintain that good mental health. And resurrecting healthy boundaries allows you to take care of yourself before making any sort of sacrifice. Like what you say, avoid providing an elaborate explanation when resurrecting a boundary. And of course, like what you say, BB, just keep it simple. Um, I think it's better to say no than giving a false hope uh, in general, especially for us who's in, uh, you know, working closely with the sales industry, right? We just don't like it when someone gives us a false hope. How about you guys? Do you find it easy or hard to say no? Or is this something that you're still working in progress? 
I mean, <laughs> you you mentioned about sales. We all are in sales, and, and I know uh, the hard part of saying no and having a no as an answer. I would say just one point. Uh, everybody, including I me, mean, we should know our priorities. So that's very uh, important. So knowing priorities, even professionally, uh, is a very important thing. And uh, personally, if if we are knowing our priorities, we are being honest with ourselves. We are setting up boundaries. Exactly, and maybe that particular person doesn't appreciate what you're doing as well. So this brings up to the final uh, resolution or final tip that I would like to share: let other people handle their own crisis. I think so far this might be something that I'm trying to work on, but it's the easiest method so far for me because this apl- applies for me as well. I really feel uncomfortable when I'm bringing other people to my issues or challenges. So. But I still offer to help people a lot, even though they didn't ask for it, which I eventually learned is not un- uh, is unnecessary. I realized that it's better to not help other if they don't ask me directly for help, not because I'm you know not compassionate or like thoughtful, but because I've learned that you know the first one, some people don't like it when you solve problems for them when they didn't ask you to. Second one, if someone actually needs your help, they will ask and. Lastly, if someone actually needs your help but they don't ask, that's their problem to work through. So, probably the last point that applies to me the most. So yeah, Shuba, you want to add something? No, I totally just agree to what you said. The last point: if someone needs your help, but if that person can't even tell you, then there's nothing they that you can do. So we have to see the boundaries. This is where we stand. This is where the other person stands. If there is sort of any help that needed from my side, if that person agrees to it, I can step in and I can help. If if that other person is not letting you know about it, there's nothing that you should do, and probably never know. Probably that that person is also not expecting you to help. Maybe maybe that's also the case. So sometimes also ha- it happens that we kind of step in to help someone who probably does not acknowledge that you're helping, and they find that oh okay you're just trying to you know barge into my scene. So right better to kind of set boundaries that's the foremost have have having boundaries uh for anyone you know as i mentioned it could be friends bosses or any anyone sometimes i could even say to your uh, to your family members as well you know because every right. every process every process is uh, i don't want to say it's a sales process but yeah there is some <laughs> sort of <laughs> i can't define everything with sales but some people do but yeah, there is some 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 element of being persuasive. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And like again, I think it does maybe because all of us in sales, so this is why we relate so much. But it doesn't mean that other people in the same industry doesn't have the same challenges, or maybe it's just in a different context as well for them in general. So going back to those points that you mentioned, so yeah, that's why I let my friends handle their own self-created crisis, right? What I mean is that if a friend is in a crisis that they couldn't help, that's one thing. But if it's something they created, I let them deal with the consequences. Like for example, a friend of mine got dismissed at work because she was focusing too much on her part-time job and she wanted me to refer her in the company that I'm working in. So no way, that's that, that will look bad on me as well. And it will be a waste of time for you know the HR to go through someone like that as well. Oh, and I remember there was this girl in my class in university. So every day she would text a different person to help her sign for her attendance. And then the reasons are just so, oh my God, so dumb. One of it would be like, oh yeah, I was helping, uh, you know, my boyfriend with his assignment. And the second one would be, oh, I needed to go to the vet. Or the third one is I'm not feeling well. 
Then eventually my friends and I stopped helping because we, uh, we told her she should manage her time better. It's just how you prioritize your things in a day. So she ended the, the non-existent friendship that we had because we were not manipulative enough. And, you know, it is important to not bail out people who make poor choice after poor choice. And consequences are a gift and they must have the opportunity to receive that particular gift. Okay, so enough of me rambling. To summarize, so you might be a people pleaser because you fear of rejection and have the desire to be liked as well and not recognizing the importance of self-love or self-care. From our conversation today, we find out that working on your self-esteem so that you don't feel like you have to lie and buy people's friendships and you are enough as you are. Friendship should never be conditional on what favors you can do for someone else. And there is no doubt that self-care is the key to recover as being a people pleaser. Thanks again, Shuba and Bibi for sharing your views on this topic. For our listeners out there, I hope you learned something new and tell us, are you a people pleaser or are you in your journey in recovering as one? Make sure you follow our IG at Spill the Tea Pods. And thanks and hope you enjoy this episode. Goodbye.